Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. In our series through Jesus Life, we've arrived at the unpopular but unavoidable theme of Jesus as judge. Last night, I tried to set the scene by pointing out that throughout the Bible, God's judgment and compassion are often seen together. It's precisely God's compassion toward the oppressed of the world that fuels his anger and judgment toward those who inflict injustice of various kinds. This is a theme that weaves its way through the entire Bible, both Old and New Testaments. The other thing to realize is that throughout the Bible, no individual is more closely associated with the execution of God's judgment than the promised Messiah. He is the one appointed by God to right the wrongs of the world. The Old Testament messianic prophecy of Isaiah chapter 11, which actually I read a few nights ago, sums up the biblical perspective perfectly. Let me read it to you again. Isaiah 11 verse 3. He, that is the Messiah, will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, that is, on behalf of the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. The Jewish Messiah, in other words, will be God's agent of judgment defending the poor and overthrowing the unjust. He will embody God's fiery compassion for the oppressed and so execute God's judgment upon the oppressors. Here we arrive at a frequently neglected but really very important New Testament theme. The one entrusted with the judgment of the world is none other than Jesus, God's Messiah. There are so many passages we could turn to in the New Testament. For instance, the Apostle Peter declared in one of his sermons in Acts 10.42, Jesus commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. The Apostle Paul says pretty much the same thing in Romans 2 verse 16. This will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. In an apocalyptic vision about the return of Jesus, John wrote this in Revelation 19, verse 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. Now, it would be easy to think that these New Testament writers were simply getting carried away with their speculations about Jesus. But in reality, they were simply restating what they had heard from Jesus' own lips. By my count, there are close to a dozen occasions in the Gospels when Jesus affirms his role not only as the world's saviour, which we'll look at in a few nights' time, but also as its judge. Consider these words at the end of the famous Sermon on the Mount. Now, we usually associate the Sermon on the Mount with Jesus' beautiful teaching about love, 
peace and mercy. And that's true. Those themes are everywhere in the Sermon on the Mount. But, you know, at the end of his message, he underlines the importance of taking heed of his words, because in the end, he is the one who will decide our fate on the day of judgment. Here is Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus speaking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. One could almost say that Jesus was the original hellfire preacher. The difference, of course, between him and the cliché some of us may have had the misfortune of hearing is that Jesus delivered his message of judgment with a tear in his eye, not with a smile on his face. One passage from Matthew's Gospel is especially interesting because it reveals in the form of a famous parable who the agent of God's judgment is, the Messiah Jesus, and why God's judgment is coming on the world. In short, it's coming on the world because people have neglected the needy. Jesus' incredible words are worth quoting in full. Let me read to you from Matthew twenty-five thirty-one, the parable of the sheep and the goats. Here's Jesus. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since before the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Well, these are powerful, powerful words, aren't they? Perfectly in line with the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Jesus says here that one day he will come in glory, he will sit on a heavenly throne, and he will separate one person from another. He will speak the only words that count on that day. 
Come, you who are blessed. Or alternatively, Depart from me, you who are cursed. Now, I don't know what your mental picture of Jesus Christ is, but it has to be said, even if only as a historical statement, that without some place for Christ's role as the divine judge, our image of him, not to put it too strongly, is inaccurate. Personally, the idea of Jesus as the judge of the world both comforts me and troubles me. On the one hand, I'm reassured to know that someone as compassionate as Jesus Christ is entrusted with the judgment of our flawed humanity. On the other hand, I'm acutely aware that this same Jesus thundered against religious hypocrisy and railed against the neglect of the needy. As a member of wealthy Western Christendom, I must admit to feeling somewhat in the firing line of this aspect of Jesus' teaching. The theme of Jesus as the judge of the world underlines just how desperate is our need to know him, to invite him into our lives as the saviour as well. Knowing his keen justice should inspire all of us to cry out to him, to cling to him, to trust him for the free offer of mercy that he preached. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.